0: So this episode is a little bit different. I got a message one day to the Hillbilly Broadcast Facebook account, and this lady said that she had found us on a list of the best podcasts in West Virginia, which, of course, that blew my mind and uh, really inflated the old ego. (laughs) And um, she was promoting this podcast that, that she was doing or had already done it, had been released. It's kind of like a serialized thing where they did eight episodes and that was it. And I think that's counting some of the bonus episodes as well. And they were telling a story about a missing persons case from West Virginia. Actually from Morgantown in West Virginia, which is not very far from where I I live and breathe. And she said she was just, if I remember correctly, that she was just trying to promote the podcast and making sure that other podcasts in West Virginia knew about it. And I thought on a whim, I'd ask her for a for an interview. And uh, she said, yes. The lady I'm talking about, her name is Jamie Zellermeyer. And I was trying to figure out like how to do her bio and all this, because this is not even normally the format that we do podcasts in. Normally, we just record the whole show, and people's there, and you know, um, we just take it at that. But this year, we recorded the interview separately and so now i'm of course recording the, the opener so i was i wasn't sure how to introduce her really but i went to wonder media network which is the network that is behind this podcast that she was doing by the way the podcast is called i was never there and you can you can find it anywhere that you get your podcast wherever you're listening to us right now you can find it there. I was never there. And it's about a, a disappearance of a uh, of a uh, lady from, uh, actually a pretty popular lady from Morgantown, West Virginia back in the day. But I went to wondermedianetwork.com, like I said, which is the network that's behind this podcast, and they have a bio for Jamie written there. So full credit to Wonder Media. I'll just tell you what it says here. Jamie Zellermeyer has been a New York-based producer and production executive for the past 20-plus years. Currently, she is the co-host and creator of I Was Never There. Jamie also teaches group and one-on-one film and television pitching sessions, giving attendees practical strategies and practice before they pitch to outside companies. She was the vice president of physical production at Focus Features slash Rogue Productions, prior to Focus, Jamie was a line producer and production manager working on films such as Igby Goes Down, Boys Don't Cry, and You Can Count on Me. Jamie is the president of the board of directors of New York Women in Film and Television and is an advisor to New York Women in Film and Television's The Writer Lab, a program for female writers over 40 funded by Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman. I'm not going (laughs) to... I'm not going to feed on the bush here. I was nervous before we had Jamie on because one of the reasons why she's serious. <laughs> she's. I even saw where she had written an, an article for Newsweek promoting this podcast. I think her uh, her mom, at least her mom, maybe both of them were interviewed for a, a Rolling Stone article. These these are legit uh, legit people, and, and Jamie is a legit guest. And I also, uh, you know, they, they live in New York City, which I don't have very much in common with people from up there. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know, uh, I know. I don't know if I know anybody. I, I met somebody over the summer. I did that lived in New York City for most of his life. So there's there's one. But we got to talking to Jamie. It was me and Missy. And we really enjoyed talking to her. She's a very nice lady. And they did a fantastic job on the podcast. I was never there. And of course, I didn't think it would come up, but we actually got to talking about the old CHM a little bit, the old conservative holiness (laughs) movements. I never thought it would come up, but it did. But uh, anyways, Jamie, thanks again for the interview. And we really love talking to you. And uh, for everybody else, here's Jamie Thelenmeyer. Hello. Hello is this is Jamie. It is. Jamie, it's Phil. How you doing?
1: Good. How are you?
0: <laughs> doing all right. <laughs> uh,
1: podcast the podcast.
0: I suppose so. Yeah. This is uh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> this is coming in. Here. We're going to do it. Uh, so in the past, when we've done had guests on the podcast, we would kind of like try to do the whole thing, like play the theme song and all that. And I told Miss, "I said, let's try this time, just you know, treating this as an interview, and then I can record like the intro later." And, and uh, all okay. that kind of stuff. So, any kind of mistakes or awkward pauses, don't worry about that. I'm
1: oh, so you'll just kind of edit it, edit it together a little
0: bit. Yeah, yeah. I usually, okay. I usually sit because I have this thing <laughs> with my way of speaking <laughs> that uh, the awkward pauses kill me when I'm going back through editing. <laughs> so and
1: uh, oh, I'm aware. I'm aware. Believe me, I'm very. I'm um. I'm very anal about my audio in general. I yeah. just well, A, I think quality is what brings people to a show. Sure. Um, but also it just we say like a lot and um oh, a lot so of bad.
2: <laughs> yep, so for bad. Sure. Mine is you
0: know. And I throw it you in You know. <laughs> I throw it no, in. No, we don't know. <laughs> By the way, Usually that's, that's Missy, my wife that you. Missy this is Hi.
1: Hi. I mean you need some of it, you know you know because some of it, <laughs> exactly. it makes you sound like a real person right but the for me it's the ums that kill me it's oh, like can we just please cut some not you but in general like our editors i'm like just cut some of them out oh, yeah. you don't need all of them
0: that's that's one of the things in in uh post-production, whatever they call it. Um, Right. I spend so much time taking out ums, trying to get you knows, Uh but I do throw those in connected to another word so you can't make it sound smooth. So uh, a lot of those wind up staying in there.
1: It's fine. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm happy to do it. So you guys do this together, husband and wife?
0: We do. And then there's usually, uh, we've had as many as what, five normal members at one point. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got some people out in Indiana that usually are, are, are on it as well.
2: Whenever I'm not working and going in at seven o'clock, um, that usually puts in a little bit of a killer for us because <laughs> I go in at seven because I'm a nurse, and uh, oh, nice. I'm not able to. Yeah, I'm not able to be here as much as I would like because I'm either one exhausted or two at work. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm here when I can be. <laughs> So you're a a nurse by day, podcaster by night? I'm actually a nurse by night (laughs) and a podcaster by day. (laughs) I'm a night shifter real bad. (laughs) I like it. I like it. So
0: I want to warn you right up front. I got to looking around doing a little more homework today. Because I started mm-hmm. listening to the podcast soon after you initially messaged me, yeah, and I, I saw where you'd written for Newsweek and stuff like that. So, uh, She's big <laughs> I want to warn you right off the bat: we're <laughs> we're not exactly professionals. <laughs>
2: I <laughs> do this care. for fun. We love doing this, so it's we're just happy yeah. people are on with this. You
1: know what? I have I only made one podcast. I I um and I just like doing it for fun too, and. Even if being on your podcast gets us five listeners, those five listeners bring in five more, li- you know, sure. it's really just word of mouth. Sure. So yeah. yes, it is. to me, like it's a short amount of time for me to um, meet new people anyway. And <laughs> I don't know, just talk to people. And if it brings in a few listeners, like so be it. And if it doesn't, it was what, half hour, an hour
2: of my life, you know, sure. however long. Yep. So I don't mind doing it. Yeah, this is a way to support each other too, because not only you're you're helping us, we're helping you. Hopefully,
0: well, let's, let's be honest. Like said, the five She's of
2: helping us. <laughs> She's helping us for sure. Let, let me ask you. Yeah,
1: no, I don't mind it. I mean, and I also feel like it's like uh, anything that's like West Virginia based. I'm happy right. to You know, West Virginia is like such a big part of our story, and yes. um, I just want to give back, and I don't, you know, I, so I just. I'm happy, happy to do it.
0: West Virginia's this thing, at least for me. And uh, uh, it seems for a lot of people, there's a lot of pride in the state of West Virginia. for sure. Um, and it just, it gets in my blood. Like there's something about West Virginia. I, I love it to pieces. Yeah. And once yeah. it gets a hold of you.
1: Yeah. That's how I feel. So I, that's why I feel like if it supports another West Virginia, you know, a group doing something like, then I'm happy. Then why not? You guys seem nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you do too.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you up front. Then, um, what is? Tell everybody your ties to West Virginia, because you're in. Uh, you're located in uh, New York City at the now, right?
1: I live in New York City. Um, my parents moved to West Virginia when I was ten days old, and mm. um, they were hip, back to the land hippies and kind of trying to figure out a different way of life. And as I'm sure you know, in the seventies land was pretty cheap in West Virginia.
0: Yes, it was. Um,
1: and there were also a lot of alternative communities sprouting up also. And um, my mom had actually gone down there before I was born. She had, I don't know, hitchhiked across country and then ended up in West Virginia with some friends. And she just, when she got there, she was just like, I love it. I love, this is like where I belong. mm mm-hmm. It wasn't where she belonged forever. She ended up moving back to New York, but uh, she stayed there for I don't know, eleven years, ten years. Um, and my dad actually stayed down there for a long, a lot longer. He lived down there for maybe fifteen years, and probably would have stayed down there except that my mom had moved to New York, and we, my sister and I,
0: moved. But sure.
1: we, when we moved down there, we lived in Braxton County. Then we moved to Morgantown. We lived in Charleston a little bit. So
0: now you said back to the land, hippies. Uh, explain uh-huh. that a little bit for me.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, fun, you know, hippies kind of a funny word it means many different things, yes, but they just, my, they have been living in in the city, in New York City, and kind of just felt like there was maybe a better way to live that was more sustainable and more off the land, you know, through gardening and animals and also just living amongst more people. Um, and living in kind of more communal living with other people and, uh, that they just felt a lot of, a lot of sort of alternative people who were looking for an alternative lifestyle. Like I sure. said, like the land was pretty cheap in West Virginia in the seventies. Oh yeah. And also it was quite beautiful. It is quite beautiful. Um, and people were just drawn to the state and, and so they, they wanted to, I don't know, they wanted to try and, you know, build a better world for their kids. And they thought they could do that by living off the land sure, or absolutely. at least trying. Now they didn't have enough money to do all that. And eventually they had to move back to a city. But right. <laughs> but
2: I think they loved doing it while they did it. Is that is that kind of like homesteading is, it, is what they call it?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like built, like my, like they built their own house. Yeah, mm-hmm. as did a lot of other people that we knew, and yeah, um, living off gardened, the land. Yeah, living off the land. I mean, you know, they had jobs like construction or and helping other people. And my dad eventually did go to law school um, in at WVU, oh, but yeah. not until he was in his, thir- not until he was like in his mid to late thirties, honestly. Um, sure, but I don't know. They were just trying to. Do something with that they thought maybe was cleaner and more sustainable and better for the planet right. and right. better for the yeah, children too. Like living
2: better for the children. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, except they were smoking a lot, <laughs> a lot of
2: pot. Depending on who you talk to, some people really like that. Um, as a nurse, I have my views on it, but that's because I see a medical side of it, and I also see another side of it so it's yeah. well
0: it's it's definitely a lot more acceptable nowadays than it oh, would have yeah, been in the for 70s i'm sure
2: for sure but i'm sure back then Virginia. they were like they were smoking the good stuff so that's definitely a <laughs> they, different <and laughs> topic they, altogether and
1: they didn't think it should have been le- they didn't think it should they, they didn't believe it should be it should have been legal um really? illegal okay and Okay. sure they, yeah they didn't consider it a drug
0: yeah i heard your mom mention that
1: yeah i was thinking recently about like what's change you know what's changed and what hasn't changed and what feels similar and the funny thing is is that the whole marijuana thing actually is what has changed because now it's illegal in a lot of places now Mm -hmm. and
0: right
1: all the medical stuff so yeah that is a big change i mean a lot of the environmental stuff is still the same and a lot of the stuff is the same but but the weed has come a long way.
0: It sure has. <laughs> yes. it,
2: in some places, it's like actually okay to smoke it. Like it's legal for the state, but work does not allow
0: it. Because it's still federally, uh, federally illegal, right? That, I think that's...
2: Uh, I'll be honest with you.
0: Some,
2: work meaning you'd be drug tested? Yes. So they're afraid that right. you'd be under the influence of certain things. So instead of that risk, which I don't get because you know how people are allowed to drink and do alcohol.
0: Do alcohol. Course. I like
2: how you said that. Uh, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> we're, we're just doing alcohol. Let's here.
0: Do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's
1: but, how you guys do it. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> do it.
2: Okay, that wasn't the best terminology. Sorry. Uh, but no, I like that. <laughs> but um, like there's certain things that they don't want to take a risk on. So they would be like, that's a little risky behavior. We'd rather you not do that as a representative for our company yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. it's I have in a not, weird spot right now yes it is something that i noticed with your part not well something i started i learned i had no idea about so i'm born and raised west virginia mm-hmm. however uh-huh. i was uh my dad was a preacher so that gives you an idea of the side of west virginia I yeah. saw. i uh-huh. had no idea so for people listening, because you know, most of our listeners miss are outside of West Virginia, right? People listening, West Virginia is not exactly a stronghold of like left wing politics or what you would think of a left wing, like even like hippies. Okay. And yeah. So Jamie, I'm listening to your podcast and I'm like, my mind's blown. I had no idea, let alone okay, Morgantown. Yeah, you know, there's still I, I could, I could see that, but you mentioned what was it, Braxton County? Yeah. That really blew my mind. <laughs> I, I had no idea.
2: I don't even know where that is, to be honest. It's like
0: uh, I think it's like the Flatwoods area, I believe. Okay. Am I yeah. right, Jamie? Yes. It is.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. I had no idea that like there were these, um, you know, like this com- these communal living uh, areas and like. All over. Yeah. You think of West Virginia, you think of, you know, ultra conservative, ultra Christian, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I was really surprised. That was. Probably one of the most interesting parts that I picked up from the podcast.
2: I have to ask real quick: are nudist colonies part of this whole thing, or no? <laughs> I, I really do. Oh I'm God. sorry. <laughs> I'm not being hateful. I'm not. No, I love it. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I'm like, because usually they talk about these little private like groups, and they're very. Uh, was it okay. the
0: Avalon Club that was over around close to?
2: Uh, uh,
0: I can't remember. No, Sorry, I Jamie, mean, there
2: was
1: nudity. But, I mean, right. if they weren't nude. I mean, I guess one could have like a nudist colony. I mean, ours were not, but, okay. they, but, you, okay. but there was—I would clarify. say like there was a lot of nudity. Like there was, I feel like there were a lack of boundaries for sure.
0: I see what you're saying. So okay.
1: you yeah. know, like were were they nudist colonies? No. But one could have, like, a nudist commune,
2: I suppose.
1: Ours were not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, I'm, and I can ask this because, oh, I was raised in Papua New Guinea. So, like, I've seen, like, naked what? is normal. So, and that's why in my head, I'm like, okay, so you mean they're living off the land like we did in Papua New Guinea. They're probably running around huh? butt naked. I'm used to this. Jeez. So, in my head. Wait, wait, you were raised in Papua New Guinea? Y- yes, I was. Yeah. Backtrack. Yeah.
0: So, I, Jamie, when we <laughs> no, said, like, I am born and bred West Virginia, Missy is not. Yeah. <laughs> Missy's am, from everywhere.
2: I am 10 minutes away from cannibals living for about eight years. Yes. Why, why? Because
1: your parents were? Missionaries.
2: Oh, yes.
1: Did is it, I not see like, I just want to do a podcast on you guys. I
2: was very to Please. This is about you. Yes. We can do one <laughs> but, later.
1: <laughs> did you meet through like, reli- like through the fact that both the, your families were religious? Yes.
0: yes. that was totally very, separate. Uh-huh. Very fundamentalist. Yes. Church camp yes. actually is
2: where we met. His mom saw oh, me cool. and was like, Hey, she's, uh, she's pretty good. And then he was like, I know mom, I saw her already. <laughs> Yeah, wow, it, it was so you very... guys seem so cool. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs>
1: we don't seem so weird. <laughs> kind of, but in a good way. Good. <laughs> you oh. know, I like weird. Weird is good.
2: We do too. But yeah, that's what
1: I love about West Virginia, and what I like, I think, is so interesting is that you didn't know that all that what was going on yeah. with all of these sort of hippie communes. And at the same time, your whole world was going on there too, um, right? Which was super was which was also super interesting and kind of, I'm sure, in its own way, communal and
0: oh yeah, you know, different oh, yeah.
1: and alternative. Absolutely, That's, that is true,
0: Miss. Our religious upbringing, which, by the way, it had a term. It was called the conservative holiness movement, right? Or
1: the what conservative holiness movement? Yes. yes.
2: Uh huh. Uh-huh. They.
0: They were like just the ultra-religious side of what you've been describing, actually. Yes.
2: Yeah. She, hers, hers was actually beneficial, though. Ours was damaging. Well, hey,
1: no, I mean, no, I think that's... Uh, what is it called? Sorry, I'm just writing it down because I'm curious. I'm interested. Uh,
0: The Conservative Holiness Movement.
1: Conservative Holiness Movement. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, no, this isn't great for the pod, but I... No, no, no. no. This, this can all <laughs> um, be
0: edited out. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no,
1: but it's all... I'm just saying it's all, like, relate. you know, in a weird... It's like all... Everybody's trying to find their own... Yeah. Yep. Their yeah. own alternative
0: style. So, the style best way to...
1: And, the, yeah.
0: The best way I could describe it to you is... Are you familiar with Mennonites? Yes. So, they're like they're like Amish, but not as Amish, you know, like the women. Uh So ours were like, it was very much (laughs) like that, wasn't it, Miss? Very much like that. Okay.
2: But you're not in it anymore? No. 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 As in, Uh I wear makeup, cut my hair, wear jewelry, wear pants. (laughs) Uh, I'm the evil Jezebel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where
0: do you guys
1: live in West Virginia?
2: Like, what part of West Virginia do you
1: live
0: in? Philippi. Uh-huh. Just, uh, like, what, an hour south of Morgantown?
2: Yeah, Grafton yeah. is uh-huh. twenty six miles away from Morgantown, yeah. and we're like twelve to fourteen miles away from there. It's so yeah. about an hour. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, okay, I came from a group called what the Bible I? Missionary Church. If you want to just look mm-hmm. up that, that'll. Mm-hmm. And um.
0: But also, Jamie, a lot. I'm sorry, we this is went down a rabbit trail. Yeah, it did. <laughs> a lot of these people don't believe in the internet. Yes. So, yeah. So, like, with some of the like, it, it, if you decide to. Uh, just go looking around. It can be challenging because
2: oh, because it's so secretive. Oh, I see. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah they don't
2: like to talk about things. Um, they don't approve a video either because that's evidence. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're very. Ooh.
0: I never went to a movie theater till after man, you were married. Yes. I was like yes. twenty. We couldn't 21. even go to
2: places that had alcohol. Yeah. Do you guys have children? Yes.
0: Yes, we got we got one little fellow. We got
2: one little boy, and it put huh? me in heart failure. So they told me <laughs> oh, no. no
0: more. This is a happy story. <laughs> yes.
2: No. <laughs> i am loving life man let me tell you if my how days are he? short he is five months oh you have a baby yes mm-hmm. yeah Nana's in there giving him some uh lunch right now or dinner whatever we call it my days are so. all yeah. <laughs>
0: so anyways where was i at yeah. i was okay. asking about something i don't remember we what.
2: were talking about how oh
1: hippies and alternative oh, yeah. and that yeah. you didn't know any of that was there which <laughs> is interesting to me Because they were all over. But it sounds like you guys were pretty isolated.
0: That's, now that you mentioned that, that's probably why we never heard of it. Yes.
2: She's right about that. Because
0: they always preached against hippies. That's one of the reasons Uh why our group wouldn't, uh, they couldn't have beards. It was a sin to have beards because hippies had beards. I'm not kidding.
2: Yeah, they all say it's it's dirty and it's not a good representation. And the hip, they all, yeah, and they to always, this day,
0: some of them will still say the hippie movement. Who yeah,
2: does? and I'm kind of like, like um, they eight. were actually better off than what we are, so <laughs> leave them alone.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, I got some notes here. Let me go back to my yeah, show.
2: We rabbit we trail the, we for sure. Uh, so <laughs> I guess
0: okay. just give me a little bit of um, an overview, like about your podcast, like who was Marcia Ferber and, and things like that.
1: Okay. So the podcast is called I Was Never There and it's um eight episodes and it it is really looking at the disappearance of a good friend of my parents her name was Marsha Mud Ferber and she disappeared in 1988 and she was um, the owner of two music venues in Morgantown called the one called the Underground Railroad and the other called the Dry House and she was really kind of those places were sort of cultural centers in Morgantown um, and um, musical centers and places where young people could go and feel safe and um, uh, maybe even have some diversity and um, hear good music. Mm -hmm. And she, but she was also selling weed, uh, weed primarily, maybe other stuff. And on April 25th, 1988, she disappeared without a trace. And, um, so my mom and I have been trying to figure out ways to tell our story. This the more the back to the land story and this kind of like alternative lifestyle, 1970s, 80s story. And also like the idea of parenting, how we were all parented in this, you know, in the seventies and eighties. And, um, it just connected with this other story of Marcia's disappearance. And so we tell kind of all of those stories sure. together and it's my mom and I are co-hosts which people seem to really appreciate
0: oh yeah it's the very good
2: mother-daughter dynamic yeah I don't think I know a podcast that has a mother-daughter that's that's cool
0: it's very good so one of the things I really liked about it too was the style that you guys put the interviews it feels like a documentary for your ears because mm-hmm. you even got like some of uh like your conversations in the cars, you're looking for a location or something like that. It is it is very well done. I urge people oh, to go check you. it out. And um, yeah, it's it's a great story, and that is cool too. You don't see the mother daughter team very much, yeah. In in the podcast world,
1: yeah. I mean, we wanted to. It's kind of like telling a story, but without the visuals. So you you know, right. The, the hope with those that type of storytelling is to give people a uh, without kind of. Showing them what it looks like, give them a sense of what it looks like through the audio.
0: Absolutely. And for myself, like I'm driving a lot for work and all that, and being able to listen to something, I honestly enjoy it better than sitting down and watching a documentary because I can be, you know, I can be working with the chickens or whatever and missing, mm-hmm. yep, and not be tied up.
1: Working with chickens. Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> 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 Rabbit trail again.
2: No, but like it's very good. <laughs> Let
1: me go are back. you a chicken farmer? Yeah. No. In well, your day job, or you just have chickens? This
0: hobby? is a hobby. Yeah, yeah, hobby. Most hobby? stuff I do. Yeah. Chickens if, are good though. Yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, like my mom was just telling me about the price of eggs lately, Miss.
2: Oh, it's terrible. And. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's one reason why. Mm-hmm. And of course, Anderson coming along. I was like, I'd yeah. like to maybe give him some. Better food than all the hormone pumped up stuff. I sound going, like one of those hippies. You're going back to exactly back like you said. Are back
2: to the land, hippie. Yes, <laughs> we, we want to join. Where do we go. <laughs> you just gotta. You're creating your own. Yes, just creating your own outskirts of Philippi. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we have four ducks and twenty chickens. Oh, that's yeah,
0: nice. Roughly, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so you you mentioned in the podcast that like. And you mentioned here as well that there was this diverse scene there at Mm -hmm. uh, the Underground Railroad, which is now, I think, 123 Pleasant Street, right?
1: It is, yeah.
0: And for people around West Virginia, at least this part of West Virginia, they'll know exactly where that's at. Still Um, a great bar. Yeah, it's still a pretty popular place. In fact, Miss uh, Mallory's played there several times. Has she? Yeah, that's that's probably for her to come up. Okay. Um, In the podcast, somebody said, one of the interviews, they were like, you had the gay community in there. You had bikers, you had a bunch of hippies, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they're all in this one bar. And I, I'm just kind of like, what kind of a lady was Marsha Ferber <laughs> she was able <laughs> to keep these people from tearing each other's throats out?
2: <laughs> yeah. She's a peacemaker, sounds like. <laughs> she was a peacemaker.
1: She was a peacemaker. I mean, she was, you know, she was small, actually. She was like, not a, not a big person. But she just she just believed that everyone was deserved a place unless you were disparaging or racist or homophobic. And I'm sure there were problems there at times, but, you know, she wasn't taking any shit. And sure. she, Yeah. You know, and people there had her back, I guess, until they didn't and she disappeared. Right. But um, I, I, I don't know. It was a pretty, I mean, I wish I could go there now. It was a pretty cool spot. Yeah. And I think LJ, who owns 123 now, he tries to keep the same vibe.
0: Sure, sure. I was actually, uh, I, I've been thinking, especially today as I was going back over some of the episodes, I, I'm going to have to stick my head in there now just to just to kind of get, get an a idea. visual of everything I've been hearing. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, you should. It's, it's still got a lot of the same signage and the same feel to it. It's, it's cool.
0: And this was a big part of the the Morgantown music scene back in the day, right? And they they mentioned like a lot of, a lot of punk stuff like that was going on. Mm -hmm. there.
1: I mean, there was a lot of reggae, a lot of grateful dead cover bands, a lot of bluegrass and country, and then punk kind of evolved in the Mm eighties. And I think a lot of bands would go to play in Pittsburgh, but if they played in Pittsburgh, they would usually play in Morgantown also, or they had a connection to Marsha. So they would come to Morgantown. I see. But, they had a lot of big bands that played there, or like the Red Hot Chili Peppers played there before they became really famous.
0: Yeah, I um, saw it on something. But I think it had that a
1: reputation. It had a reputation for being a cool spot.
2: It was the hip corner. That's cool. I like that. Yeah.
0: And I feel like, uh, uh, Miss, you know, I, I moan and complain about this a lot. That a lot of West Virginia, it seems like, especially when you get back in the rural counties, mm-hmm. there is no music scene. Like to have that some, you
2: know of. <laughs> yeah, so now we just showed that there well, I'm are. Talking, I'm talking
0: about away from like the Morgantown area. Okay, like, you get back. I've seen before like some dude go up there and just play his guts out. Mm-hmm. And there's like five people standing around, just kind of like looking at him, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's really. I didn't realize there was that much of a scene uh, in the Morgantown area, even you know back then. That they said there was a lot of a lot of local well, bands, a lot of original music, stuff like that. Yeah,
1: the college scene helps, obviously. Yes. I mean. Cause I don't even know about, I mean, I'm sure Charleston has music venues, but I'm sure they do, but I don't know, like if they have something like one, two, like what, what the underground was, but if the university plays a big part in it, you know, like my mom was in graduate school, my dad was in graduate school, a lot of people there, even if they weren't in school, they had moved there for school or, you know, they think the university brings a lot of people there.
0: Sure.
2: Almost reminds me of your friend uh Clint. Is that his name?
0: Oh yeah. yeah he he reminds there. me of something like yeah.
2: that. Like he would he'll enjoy that bluegrass that
0: that's a bit of a hippie. Yeah. Yes. He reminds me of that. <laughs> that's the only way I'm like
2: <laughs> I'm preparing it to. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, Jay. We're s I'm I just got over COVID like two weeks ago. Yes, we and did. This cough, I know. this cough is uh lingering. I just want to ask you uh, and let me know like anything that because obviously we don't want to give it all away. Right. We want people, to, we go want people to,
2: to go look at or listen to her podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. mean, <laughs> I mean, the podcast is really
1: looking at the disappearance as we were given tips and clues and then um, and then and and also just what West Virginia was like in the 70s and 80s.
0: So actually, uh, I have a behind the scenes question then for you. Yeah. What was it like with you just kind of getting the help from law enforcement and stuff like that. Did you, do you just kind of get Walton in there and say, Hey, we're doing a podcast or they, and how <laughs> did know. they look at you?
1: They were very nice. I mean, primarily we dealt with P um, just uh, detective Scott, PJ Scott, and we did interview his dad, but they, you know, gave us can't hand, like handed over documents that we needed. And they gave us um, the psychic reading tape and they, they were very accommodating. I mean, you know, the only thing is that sometimes we'd give them, as I said to the podcast, we'd give him, you know, people would tell us stuff and we'd give them tips and it could ah. be like, well, that's not possible because of this, or it's not possible because of this. And we were like, why can't you just believe us? About <laughs> ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, that it, you know, it, it's hard. It's like, the case was like 35 years ago. It's, it's, hard to get people to really, really look into something now, I think mm-hmm. unless there was some kind of DNA sure. evidence or something something new. Um or someone went directly to the police and and gave
2: a very specific tip. Mm-hmm. Is is this a closed case or is this still no, open, it's they, open. They, they okay, it's open then. Okay. That mm-hmm. that's good that they're working with you though, because I know they can be very Almost stiff arm. You hear different stories sometimes, don't you? Let, you no, know, I'm not talking about
0: Morgantown. I'm just talking about you know, law enforcement generally right. sometimes. So. Right. Because so I, that's I they, mean, the
1: biggest issue for us was that it, the case was so long ago that there just weren't that many documents. Like, there were case notes and stuff, but the original detective is deceased. Um, I sure. But, you know, 30 people, they don't keep things anymore. Everything's mm. electronic. So, yep. Um, also like there's no plane records from the 80s, you know, there's just not a lot to look into. It's really all a lot of word of mouth.
0: Right.
2: You mentioned a psychic reading, but what was yeah, that about? Well, she had
1: done a psychic reading before, right before she disappeared.
2: Oh, and the police had that. Mm-hmm. We use it in the podcast. Oh, but, um, okay. I was yeah. thinking like, okay, do they bring a psychic in to see no. if they could find her? And <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah, I was like thinking, mm, this is interesting. Okay. No, they. Um, no, there was. She had gone to a
1: psychic and done a reading, like right, bef- like, uh, right before she disappeared.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And she had been talking about leaving. You know that her time there was done, so it was interesting. and I've believed every theory that's come. It's every theory seems plausible, honestly.
0: Yeah, oh. it's it's definitely one of those stories. And one thing to I, I'd like to see this one. Honestly, I'd never heard of this and I've lived, I grew up in Grafton Mm -hmm. just over the basically over the mountains from Morgantown. Yeah, I, I would like to see this one become as popular as uh, you know, like Mamie Thurman. Does that case down yes. South? These you are know, the ones that everybody. Oh, absolutely. Talk. This This is a very interesting story. Yeah,
2: I'm interested. Well, I wanna, spread I wanna, the word. I want to spread the this. word.
0: 100. percent
2: I'm gonna have to listen to this at work. How long are, are these episodes? There's eight of them. You said they're like there's eight episodes, and they're like thir- 26 to 35 minutes. Okay,
1: yeah. So I can start listening they're to this very, at work during well my done. time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also it's a good in
1: the car. It's a good car ride. Oh people, yes. I mean, it's been very. It's done very well. Um, it can. We can always do better, but it's. Um, but it's a good story. Most importantly, it's a good story.
0: Yes, and it's a very good story. People
1: and really like my mom.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: She's <laughs> so a
0: likable character. She's you a good co-host. Yeah. Uh
2: huh. I was thinking <laughs> we're gonna have some listening material on the way to Indiana. Oh.
0: Absolutely. Oh
2: yeah, I'm gonna start listening to. I've already
0: listened to like I think I'm I'm on episode six, maybe something like that. So yeah, you you you. (laughs) secrets
1: from me. Six is my favorite. I love episode episode
2: six is our Braxton County episode.
0: That's yes, more more
1: personal, like a personal history.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have
2: to listen to this maybe when I'm driving.
0: When I fall asleep in the passenger (laughs) seat. When you fall asleep in the (laughs) passenger (laughs) seat.
2: Yes, exactly. (laughs) You will like it, I promise. Oh, great. I'm excited.
0: The podcast is called I Was Never There. It's available what pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Anywhere
1: you listen, Spotify, Apple, Audible.
0: It's performed pretty well here recently, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. No, I mean it's it's just it, you know, it's very word of mouth, so we appreciate yeah. anyone sharing sharing with friends. But it's, it's you know, people in, especially people in West Virginia and Appalachia, they really Sure. They, they appreciate the storytelling.
0: They do. In West Virginia, we're one of those things like West Virginia loves anytime we get a mention. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> we're all like, yeah. Like I love that <laughs> Alabama
0: song because it says West Virginia coal miners. Yep.
2: And we all just <laughs> go crazy. Yeah. We're just like, we're tearing the place down. Yeah,
0: we yes. didn't it at the state fair where everybody's waiting uh-huh. for that line in this song.
2: <laughs> mm. Let me tell you, they will bring the house down. You're yes. down there. The ground shaking everything. Yes. <laughs>
1: And we just and, you know, we so we get a lot of messages, actually. And we just got an email today from someone who was another child like I was of like these sort of alternative communities. And she was so grateful and appreciative and that like somebody told the story. And there's just there's a lot of different West Virginia stories. And I think it's unless you're from there, it's hard. You just don't know. Right, you know, and right. I think there's stories that should be told, and they're they're
2: super interesting. Absolutely, That's
0: awesome. absolutely.
2: It's a cool place, West Virginia. It's yes. a very cool
0: place. We like it pretty well.
2: Yes, we don't plan on leaving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I appreciate the time so very much. This no, is, thank
2: uh, you. It's been fun, actually. Yeah, yes. this is this
0: is good. I tell you what, uh, just for. For fun, if you ever start poking around that uh, CHM thing, let me know. That's yeah. If you fun. have any
2: questions, just feel free to message yeah. us because <laughs> we have stories.
0: There's, there's some funny stories. I wrote there's it some... down.
2: The conservative holiness movement. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, also
1: we're trying. We're thinking about maybe doing this ours as a TV show. And um, oh. but what's interesting about ours as a TV show is that there were all these other things going on in West Virginia at the same time. And
0: yes, you're so right. So it's
1: like the holy, like, it's like we were, you know, mm-hmm. it's important to show all aspects of the different types of communities and what, what was going on in West Virginia and also how they can intersect or not. So sure. I'm always interested in like other things that were going on. Um, at the same time.
0: Absolutely. You guys were living there in Braxton County and uh, our group was probably preaching against y'all.
2: Yep. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is oh. super interesting to me. Yes.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. All
0: right, Jamie, we won't, we won't hold All you right. up, none. Thank you very much. Thank you. No,
2: thank you. It's great to meet you guys. <laughs> yep, yes, good you to meet too. You. All right. you. Bye. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. I want to listen to that.